You have a a name for it, a name for our our team. Oh, your your event, like don't you? Oh, badass men, yeah. You you have a theme for it every year. I do, yeah. Our theme this year is going to be what our team is going to be. So it's kind of doubled up this year. I'm going to do the poster, and our team is the same. I I, I don't understand why you don't want to reveal. The, the theme to me like it's some some like it's the formula for for coca-cola or something well i guess since you're and, not you're not there you, i can i mean you realize that you control when this podcast is released right that's true let's uh context so how long have you been doing this this will be event? the 11th year so this, this badminton event is like adam's wrestlemania he puts a lot of effort into Staging a, a badminton tournament. Yeah, a full day co-ed. And every year he uh, asks me to pitch theme. Are these theme names for the event or for your for your team? I usually mine from what you come up with and what we talk about. Either the poster I make for it, which is kind of the theme, and or the team name that I use for that year. So, so, so out of our conversations, I get one or both of those usually. Okay. Last year was Mad Max, right? Yeah, it was Mad Mitten. Okay. Yeah. And so every year you ask me, and every year I I Google badminton terms and, and you scroll through the list and see what you know uh, pop, relevant pop culture wordplay I can do. But badminton terms are kind of they're very hard to to incorporate into relevant pop culture. Without just like, ta- without it feeling just tacked on, and, and and also like you want broad pop culture and not just you're you're always afraid that your friends won't won't get. Okay, well, let's backtrack just a smidge because I don't want anybody thinking I think my friends are like super idiots. But some things have been lost <laughs> in translation sometimes, and it's because I'm apparently sometimes living in a world that a lot of people that I hang out with aren't. So uh, occasionally, some of my team names or at least posters which are usually movie based get lost and it doesn't have the effect that I was hoping for but typically so, that's not the case i i found uh so, some of the names i pitched in 2011 hobo's hobo with the shuttlecock and 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 i did go with hobo with a drop shot that year so that's, i mean that's better yeah um, it was, uh you know. ga- game of game of strokes drive angry Burr dash D like like drive anchors three D yeah three D yeah uh, the green racket which I had to think about what I was <laughs> is it the green hornet I think it was the green hornet yeah okay. Seth Rogen right Sur- service code 
Source, source code. code. Netman first smash. And I'm going to be honest. Obviously, you know, I never went with any of these, but you, you're, you're way better at this than I think you're giving yourself credit for. You picked some bad ones here, but at least you're willing to admit they weren't that great. But you come up with great so, ones. Yeah. Always. You're always, you so, always so, are helpful. So this year, um, the slice of Pablo, Netpool. I'm surprised you never used Grand Net Auto. It just doesn't. I mean, it's it, just like it doesn't yeah. feel relevant enough. It's not bad, but and there's plenty of good visuals for that one. I just, I like Bernie Sanders. You could have just like. I still might run with something like that. We don't. Uh, uh, you know, the sign could just be like a you know like a, a lawn sign. Yeah, that'd be easy. It'd be great. Full Metal Racket. You you thought it was too old? No, I I actually think that's probably what I'm going with this year. You pitched Silicon Volley, which I like. Yep, yep. Ugh, serving side squad. This is just me trying to try no. I wanted to do something Suicide Squad related, but it's it's tough. You know, the Batman terms. This, yeah, Vol of Duty. I thought of some more last night. Uh, Birdie seconds to Mars. <laughs> uh, you really had Jared Leto on the mind. Birdie yeah. something again. Perhaps too old. <laughs> Netty Wop. <laughs> so this year. Full full metal racket, maybe. I, I think so. I think visually the poster in combination with what I can do with uh, screen printing some jerseys is gonna look pretty pretty choice. I mean, should Are I cut? Are you gonna do like uh, a play on the helmet? Yeah, on the I'm gonna be working with that helmet. I think I think I can do some stuff with that. So and and I have to I really have to save myself some time. I'm running out of it, so I think I can double up and make a, a full on run at both of those things. I mean, should I cover any of my previous names? Yeah, I mean, would that yeah, give some context yeah. to where we've where we've come from since two thousand and six? I mean, we've we've shared the the rejected ones. Well, uh, and I and I'm gonna be honest, some of these aren't that great either. But that's kind of the, I like I like a little bit of lameness to some of the names here, and a lot of these have to do with visuals. So if you can't see visually what what was designed for the jerseys, it may not it may not seem as as great. But like snakes on a racket, that was definitely a visual one. Instead of the snakes, you know, winding around that plane in two thousand six, I. Had them winding around a racket. Uh, we were the dark net one year, K-N-E-T. And I believe you probably had a little bit to do with that one. Like I said, Hobo with a drop shot. Breaking Birds, that's, that was, that's, that's usually everyone's favorite when, when they think back. That one turned out really good. The visuals for that were awesome. Zero Dark Birdie was a good one. And then uh, a personal favorite of mine, because how the jerseys turned out and just colors and everything, uh, Weekend at Birdies was pretty great. And that was, that was uh, 2014. And then shit. Yep. Uh, last year we we were uh, backhand to the future. All right, uh, this is backwash. I'm John from AdamRiff.com, and I'm Adam, zombieologist on Twitter. I was listening to Katie Nolan's podcast, Garbage Time, and on every podcast she interviews someone. She she ends with rapid fire question a round of rapid fire questions and one of the questions is do you floss before you brush your teeth or after you brush your teeth and every every time I hear this question I think why would you floss after you brush your teeth like am I crazy it doesn't make sense to me I just floss when I remember and it usually is after I brush which I understand doesn't make any make make as much sense. Has a dentist ever told you when the proper time is, other than just to floss? Have they ever said? I mean, just logically. Well, I know you, in your the head. The point of floss sense. is to get out stuff between your teeth, mm -hmm. and then you brush it away. I don't understand why you brush and then you'd floss because if I if I do that, sometimes I forget to floss before I brush, and then I have to brush again. You're very particular about the order of certain things, aren't you? <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a big very hard I'm a, I'm a hardcore flosser like. 
That's good. It could be, I, I could be just dead tired. It's 4 a.m. And you just gotta, you gotta do it. I have to floss before I, go, before I fall asleep. I, no one's gonna fault you for that. That's a good, it's a good problem to have. That's a good thing to be obsessed with. Related, do you, um, when you brush your teeth, you, you rinse your, you have like a cup for water to. I, I don't do that. You don't do that? No. What, just, do you, what do you do? Just a little, just a little cup of hand. Little. Okay. So people think I'm crazy that I just you know, cut my hands and just like rinse like that. I don't, why do I want just a cup in my bathroom just getting But, you know, you, you, you go to fancy hotels. They have the cups next to the sink. Yeah, no, I, guess I, I wonder if it's that. like a cultural thing or because, you know, I grew up with a cup and I know I know some households they have like a tower of Dixie cups. Yeah. And that's that's what you use. And I, I remember I forgot to bring a cup to brush, uh, you know, to brush my teeth at um, yearbook camp in high school. <laughs> One of my colleagues told me to just cup the water with your hand and ever since then that's how that's how i brush my teeth and you feel just kind of cavemanish, right i think the trade-off for not having just a weird cup in the, in my bathroom is worth is worth it and and not only that you're not really supposed to like rinse too much because toothpaste has like fluoride in it and you're not supposed to like eat a drink after you brush your teeth so a rinse you could go without it just you know you spit it all it's kind of weird but i'm sure some people don't even rinse Mm. We're cavemen. You know, I was, <laughs> I was, I was banking on you saying that you rinse with a cup because I'm the only person I know that rinses with my, uh, you know, the, sh- uh, the show's uh, a, a lot. Handcuff. The show's a, a lot better cup. when we can uh, disagree, but unfortunately, we're yeah. agreeing on that. Uh, God damn I, I found it. like the one other person, uh, you know, in America who rinses by just cupping the water in his hand. And uh, related to that, <laughs> paper towels. When you know how. When you wash your hands in a public place, sometimes the paper towel dispenser, if one exists, will say, think about, consider the environment, take only as many paper towels as you need. But you always need at least two. The w- one is never enough to, to dry your hands. Have and, you, haven't you seen the TED Talk with the guy who shakes his hands? Uh, no. And figured out how you can just dry your hands with one towel? It's like 11 I, shakes or something? He's just like yeah, saying, I, I, I'm just like... <laughs> Why don't they just make the paper towels thicker? So I just have to use one. I don't understand. But I've, I've been counting, and you always you need at least two, usually three, to dry your hands because these paper towels are so flimsy. Well, they're very thin. Yeah. Cost cutting measures add up. Then you just end up using more, and then they have to buy more towels sooner. Like you think one thicker one, people wouldn't just take two because they didn't know. Then yeah. You gotta, then you gotta like outsmart people. Then. I, I, I just wonder, like the the, the cost, right? Mm-hmm. Is it is it cheaper to buy a bunch of flimsy, you know, one ply paper towels, or or satisfy with just like one. the bounties? Yeah, right? yeah, one thicker one. I was refueling my car, and I saw a sign for sale: two dollars for king size candy. I was thinking, why are they called king size? Right? If if I was a king, you know. Do I insist that I must have twice as many Reese's peanut butter cups as everyone else, as like regular people? What if the king has like a, a small stomach? Not I. I wonder like, do all kings want a foot long Butterfinger, or are they content with just a regular size Butterfinger? What seems odd is a king would be able to ask for just more of the normal sized ones. That would be his privilege as a king, right? Yeah. It's like it's like okay, I can have these Reese's peanut butter cups. I mean, but I could have some thirty point, of them. I could just have them keep bringing them to me. So why do they need to about, be bigger? Think about a, a king size Reese's. It's four. I you know you picture a king just like oh <laughs> his stomach's just feeling awful after he's he's like through the third one. 
Because I have something to prove. Yeah, yeah. I've not thought about it that way. And I don't know what's fun about fun-sized candy bars. Fun-sized should be called queen-sized, shouldn't it? And we're getting a little bit gender. uh, You can't do that anymore, John. (laughs) So you you played around with uh, virtual reality? Yeah, after all my shit talking, (laughs) at least on a previous episode, like a while back, I think I was a little harsh on VR. Uh, my friend got a development kit HTC Vive, so we set. Is this, is this more expensive than the Oculus? Yes, the Oculus is just a bit cheaper. So Ocul- this is like the highest end. This is the one as of right now. I would say this is the one to have. The Oculus doesn't have more or less hardware-wise. They're kind of the same, except the HTC Vive has awesome motion controllers, whereas the Oculus hasn't shipped. They've been developed, but they have not shipped them out yet. So time will tell what their system setup is. But for the most part, Oculus is a sit-down machine with a Xbox controller. And the HTC Vive is what you think of when you think of VR, which is some idiot in a room with a big mask on flailing his arms around. That's so like that's like like Dean Pelton in that episode of Community. It's very similar. (laughs) Okay. so we got we were getting that set up and I played (laughs) for a while today and on uh, Friday when we first initially got it set up and my my review is I, I get it now. It's it's absolutely insane and awesome. I, I so what like what did you play? What did you do? Um, <laughs> kind of just the setup game. You know, like when you got a Wii and it just came with Wii Sports, and you're like, oh cool, we have this game where you can hit, you can use the motion controllers, and you were kind of infatuated with that game for maybe a, a little bit, and it was fun, and it kind of showed the system off a little bit. Basically, we've been playing the demo l- laboratory games that HTC ships it with. And it's and they, and they're absolutely it's kind of nuts. They're they're crazy. I, I mean, I don't know how to expand upon. Like, v- what do you do? What, what what do you do in these games? Uh, there's one where there's like a tower defense game where you uh, use a bow and arrow and you fight off these little hordes of guys with shields and helmets. Are you, so are you making the bow and arrow motion? Yes, you 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 grab the bow. It's sitting on the on on the inside of the little tower you're on you grab the bow with one controller and you place the arrow and pull back which you feel haptically haptic vibration feedback in the other controller as you pull it so it feels like you're pulling a string back on a bow okay and you you aim with your bow hand and combination of and you let go on the trigger and it let, lets go of the arrow and the arrow, the arrow has physics curves wind resistance obviously the further you pull back the bow farther the arrow goes and then you just aim at all these little guys and try and defend your castle that that's that's easily the funnest thing that we had uh we had tried but there's various other games to to get you used to using the motion controllers and and how it works it's so you're 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 holding like game controllers yes you have two what look like basically remotes with little donuts on the end of them they're kind okay. of strange looking controllers but once you're actually in the game which will refer to as being jacked in because it's ridiculous the controllers turn into different things in some games there are a little set of hands um in some games they look just like the controllers you're actually holding in your hands but a virtual rendition of them in other games it ends up looking like a bow and an arrow being set you know in the other hand it's pretty crazy actually how do you think porn will fare you know what i was i was watching some demos of some higher resolution like landscapes and some um, some virtual characters. You know, they kind of look like m- motion capture kind of characters uh, built into there, and it just happened to be a girl. And it was kind of the first time it clicked with me. I was just like, all this has to do is get slightly better, and like 
the porn situation okay, so is ridiculous on it. We we haven't reached the uncanny valley yet. You know, no, no, not not yet. It's certainly very interactive, and I think what clicks when you actually use this is how easy it is for this hardware to the combination of visual and auditory senses to be to be tricked. Brains are really dumb, apparently, because I felt like I was pulling pulling back a bow today with resistance and firing a bow at these little characters. It was, it was, it's odd. It's very did odd. It, did anyone re- record you just like? We, we, we set up a little bit of a, some rules and some boundaries, which is you're, you're not allowed to record your friends uh, looking like an idiot. <laughs> and you know what, to be honest, because you can display what the people are seeing on a computer monitor. It's not in 3D and you don't have the depth and, and, and the actual sense, but you can see what people are doing. It just kind of looks like a bad 2D, 2D video game. So you know what they're kind of doing. And when you see what they're doing and relating it on screen, you don't look that dumb. You don't look as dumb. It's pretty crazy, and I'm going to be honest, I'm probably going to buy one. I played it for 10 minutes before I made that decision. It's pretty nuts. So in, indulge my, my old man questions here. Sure. How do you think, because virtual reality is immersive, right? Mm-hmm. And our culture is no longer people, they'll be on their phones while watching television. Yeah. Um, you, you can't go to a, to a film screening and not you know see the, see the lights of phones. Yeah, pop up. Are people going to have the attention span? Honestly, for as for as for as engaged as just even these simple games were, I think I think this actually may have a positive effect on that because obviously you you're unable to do anything else but be inside this virtual world. It's not to say you can't just because you can literally uh, minority I, report I, I feel like your computer onto the, the screen too. Yeah, I, I feel like the VR world needs to be super compelling to not draw people away, right? You have to be completely absorbed in whatever you, whatever you're doing. I, I agree, and I, I honestly think this will have a, a, a pretty positive effect on it. I think there's a... The thing is, you, you just... You have to... you ha- If you have the opportunity to use... I haven't used an Oculus yet, but if you have an opportunity to play with either an Oculus or even the Vive, which I think is the better of the two, it's this will make a lot more sense. Until you do it, it's really hard to explain. Okay, well... <laughs> How, well How it does works. it work like at a party, right? Because only one person can be. Yeah. So uh, for now, only one person could be. Yeah, because you mean you'd have to have you'd have to basically have virtually the space to have two set up and two compute two powerful computers and and all this stuff. So you, the entrance fee into this isn't just handing your buddy a controller and you sit down in front of the same TV and play. Mario Kart, like, or like whatever. Like we right off, you you pay what two fifty dollars, two hundred fifty dollars, yeah. and two people can play tennis, or right? yeah, or four people can play Smash Brothers or a game right. or whatever. So that 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 is certainly one of the drawbacks. It is kind of a singular device in being able to play, but obviously there are multiplayer. There are a, a small section of multiplayer games so you can play with other people, but you couldn't play with them physically in the same area. So in one regard, I think it's it's a positive because it. I think the focus and your immersion is 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 high, but in the other, it separates you from playing physically with another person. So you kind of lose it, that. It feels very matrixy. <laughs> it's crazy. It really right. is. It's amazing. You seem to be pitching it as a a game device, right? Because the question with virtual reality is always why why could why why don't you just do this in real life, right? Sure. If you want to fire a bow, go fire a bow. Sure, you can say stuff like that, but I think that's that's shorting what the the abilities of this I mean, this can take. There's a puzzle game. I mean, there you can engineer, you can physically build items. I mean, you you really start to see 
the capabilities beyond just gaming because you could go in there and like model a house. You can grab things and move things around. You could like visually lay out your your house if you didn't want to. You know, how big is this TV going to be against this wall? You could do stuff like that. You can engineer things. You can you could go to space and explore space like i'm looking forward to somebody doing like a space exploration thing that'd be super cool there may actually already be one like it like i said it's really hard to explain until you go and do it once and then you realize how how ex- expansive it's going to be it's pretty, it's pretty sweet i saw uh two two photos of andrew do you know who andrew bynum is he yes was a basketball player mm-hmm. uh i saw two photos of him on on social media Mm-hmm. And one, he's like in some island chilling, and one, he's chilling with a girl at some a bar, I think. And I thought to myself, God, what a life, right? Andrew Bynum, disinterested in playing basketball, but played basketball because he was tall. You know, he plays in the NBA for a few years. He earns tens of millions of dollars. He, you know, he flames out. And now he's he's 28 years old and just doing nothing, right? <laughs> Conceivably made a decent amount of money, right? Yeah. What what a life it must be to be an athlete, right? To be good at sports because presumably you can make a lot of money doing something you you like to do. And when you retire young, mm-hmm. probably, you don't have to do anything for the rest of your life. <laughs> there are some people who probably like, 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 made like Joe Montana, he retired in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. What does he do all day, right? He does, he's been doing nothing for 20 years. He, you know, People will pay him to show up maybe at an autograph convention or in a commercial. And he's still immeasurably uh, famous. And he, yeah, and, and he hasn't and done anything. He doesn't, anything he doesn't do anything. Since... He shows up at like sporting events in, you know, just set events, public events in, in the San Francisco Bay Area. But other than that, like nothing. Uh-uh. Right. And so, you know, I look at Andrew Bynum and I think he's going to run out of money sooner or later. Right. <laughs> what is he thinking? Like, doesn't he have any future planning? What's his net worth here? Do we know? Uh, Come on I think it. he made like 45 million around yeah. 45 million. You so, I mean, if, if, if you, if you save up, that could go a long way. But I don't think Andrew Bynum is parceling that money out. Right. Playing it. But I mean, let's just not talk about Andrew Bynum. Let's just talk about like God to to be in, to be an athlete, to be like Joe Montana, right? Because mm-hmm. actors have to actors have to work for their money, right? They can you can be a good you can be a terrific actor and not be rich, no, Mm-mm. and not get good roles. You have to audition, and you know fame is fleeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a handful of people that there's an exception to this rule, but it's a very small pool of people. Like very small, right? I I just don't think like actors can coast the way athletes can. Yeah, you have you have to work. But are you talking? Because I mean, is that like a comparatively like like a fame level thing? You know, like actors and sports. I I just always wonder like what do athletes do after they retire? Some do television work, but the rest of them, where do they go? (laughs) Or and and if they're doing nothing, don't they get bored? Right? Investment stuff. They like own restaurants. I don't like, know. I don't know any professional athletes. I know people who have been very close to becoming a professional athlete, but I don't know what, what they do. Okay, so I, I have a friend. Well, I have a friend. He His uncle was 
He played for the Edmonton Oilers with like Gretzky and Messier and won some Stanley Cups and stuff. And he just like chills. He decided he wanted to like get back into hockey and they like let him be the Dallas go- goaltending coach. So I think you can kind of like choose if you want to get back into things. You can like you can you can hover around your sport if you're truly like you truly love it. Like a lot of NFL and NHL people and NBA people, I think they they work in the office. Doesn't sound as fun. you know. I, I know some of them just become consultants, which means like they get paid money to show up and like watch some uh, young players play and just scout, right? And like good for them, but I don't know w- what a life. I think of uh, <laughs> the baseball player uh, Bobby Bonilla, who uh, cut a deal with the Mets so that. Every year until 2035, he receives $1.19 million. I think it's an, uh, on, a, on, a, on a day in April. I think no, I think it's July. It's July. Okay, I think it's like July first or something. It's like Bonilla so Day. He'll, so he'll be like seventy-two when he stops receiving these payments. But I mean, that's life, right? Every year you get a million dollars. That's plenty of money to live on for a year, and you can just—you really don't have to do anything if you're Bobby Bonilla. And Bobby Bonilla should probably have to do something to earn a living, but here he is, struck that good, struck that golden deal. And so, <laughs> Andrew Bynum led to Trey Parker creator of South Park. Like, what does he do all year? <laughs> he shows up for 10 weeks hey, to he, produce he, 10 episodes of South Park, and there's still 42 weeks out of the year. Okay, so you're basing his work on a small period of time, but he's worked very hard for his money and his power, both him and, well, maybe Matt to a lesser extent. But No, I, I, I'm not, like, criticizing him. I'm just thinking, like... What does he do? What is he actually doing? Yeah, well, I, we moved on from like. Okay, I see what you're saying. What do you do all year to well to like what what a life, right? He just has to work 10, 10 weeks a year, and then he can do nothing well, for the rest. Of the- and and all I've ever read or seen is the fact that he he really doesn't spend any other time thinking about South Park until he's at the studios week to right. week. There's no reason for him to think about it because it's week to week show. So anything he thinks of before that is essentially it's no good for when the show starts. So he doesn't think about South Park. So he's not thinking about South Park outside of the ten weeks that it runs. Or and right now well, he's not doing he's not doing a musical. He's not doing a film. He's just- maybe the, the the musical thing that was a couple year process. So maybe that was that was his downtime from South Park before. They owe us a couple of movies right now. That's what he should be doing. We never we like, never got that Godzilla movie they were gonna do. Zach De La Roca, Rage Against the Machine. What does he do? Like how is he? How is he making a living now? I don't. I, I just don't understand you mean how he, people can do, can do nothing. He has an open invitation to Prophets of Rage. <laughs> but I mean, like he hasn't he hasn't released any new music in years. And like, is he living in a house? Is he living in a studio apartment? Because he's a musician too, and music is not where money is at right now. That's a passion thing. Where is it? He's not doing. He's not making new material. He's not part of another band right now. What's he do? Yeah, I, I I wonder this a lot about about people. Like, what do you do all year, and how do you not get bored? And aren't you worried about running out of money? I saw uh, X Men Apocalypse and was thinking about what superpower I would want if I could have any superpower. And I don't believe. Uh, tell me if if you've heard. The superpower. Is there a, a, a superhero who can either talk to animals or control them? Kind of like on Game of Thrones. <laughs> when you 
<laughs> when you get in there, the, the animal's head. I'm mm. I'm positive there's an there's at least a Marvel. Like they they they, they tease this in X Men Apocalypse. Uh, Magneto's daughter like summons birds. The, but Scar- it's not, it's the not, Scarlet it's, Witch does. Uh, this is a, this was I don't know who this girl is. Okay, it's a Polish girl, uh, and she summons birds. Yeah, and I thought like, well, you know, it'd be cool if I could tell you know a gorilla to kill someone. <laughs> I could tell a shark to get out of my way. I, I just I just think that um, that's a powerful power, right? If you could just tell birds to like attack that person. There there it definitely is a mutant that can control animals. I can't think of who it is off the top of my head. And along those lines, let's rank the X-Men or some of the X-Men cause, because there are a lot of X-Men. Are we talking the movie version of X-Men? I, I just wanted to, just in, in general, I want to rank the power. Oh, okay. I thought about doing this with Avengers, but... When you think about it, a lot of the Avengers don't have superpowers. They're just enhanced, right? Iron Man, he, he bought his powers. Black Panther, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner. They, they just work out. They do CrossFit. They just, yeah. More or less. The, so, but, but with the X-Men, all of them are mutants, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can do this in real time. So let's begin with Wolverine, right? Okay. So Wolverine, he has retractable claws. Adamantine and- skeleton. And he can self, he can heal himself. Mm-hmm. Regenerative abilities. So, like, I, I, can you cut Wolverine's head off? Like, if his spine is adamantium, right? Mm-hmm. You can't get through no. the neck. No, okay. you can't. So, can Wolverine die? He, he has in the comics. How was, he, how was he killed? I don't know how they killed him last time. I'm so out well, of comic You could probably gas him to death, right? Yeah, but his regenerative abilities are are pretty strong. So I mean, Gaston's not a bad. That's not bad though. That's Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Wolverine tentatively is one. Mm-hmm. Well, personality he's wise, he's also pretty cool. So All right, but we're talking straight but, powers. Let's just straight up powers. All right, Cyclops. So I'm unsure about this. He could control when the the lasers come out of his eyes, right? He can't control it. He can control it via his ruby lens, and okay, because. And closing his eyes kind of thing, but he can actually, I think he has no ability to have his eyes open and be able to not just blast lasers out of him. Because that, that's... His sonic that's, blast or whatever. That's definitely they not as good as Wolverine. It's a destructive ability, but its uncontrollability is kind of lame. I, I would rank that I, I, lower. I think, I think self-healing alone. He has the advantage of having kind of more than one power. Because he has like the super strong skeleton and regenerative abilities, so he right. kind of he's kind of a two power guy. Which is eh, nice. I mean, you know, some people. It's nice. A storm, storm can change the weather, right? Mm-hmm. Control the weather. She can control the weather. Well, and in, in, in doing so, change it. Okay, storm could. Uh, what if storm was like the cause of global warming <laughs> in, the, in the comics? Right. <laughs> it was me all along. Storm, the ability to control the weather. Better than self healing? No, no. But I, I think it's better than Cyclops, right? And plus, she can actually control it, right? Okay. And there's a lot of more. There's more creative things you can do with it because it's a it's a broader power because you can you can get some wind and you can get some water and you can get a little bit like or you can you can actually use the ability and expand upon your surroundings and bring other thing elements into it. So it's a more exciting power to me. So I would rank that higher than Cyclops. Beast, beast just becomes a beast, right? Be- 
Beast is like they ran to, to me. It always seems like they just ran out of ideas, and they're like, "Well, we need a guy who looks different." And they go, uh, "Blue hairy guy." I mean, yeah, he's like okay. he has an athletic better, ability thing. He's he's on the than, he's on the same line as like the guys who do CrossFit in the Avengers. He's their so, he's their CrossFit guy. Worse than Cyclops. Beast, yes, he's worse than Cyclops. Nightcrawler. He can teleport, right? And he can teleport other people. Yep. If you're it, if, if you're and grasping. Nightcrawler can teleport anywhere in the world. Like he can teleport from China to France. He has to be able to visualize where he's teleporting. I believe so, is know, the limitation just, of like, it. If you can just like visualize the Eiffel Tower, boom, right? Yeah, and I think it. See, and I don't know the movie version how much it differs from the comic version, but there are some intricacies to his ability. But to my knowledge, he just kind of has to be able to visualize pretty specifically where he wants to be because he can get stuck inside of walls. He okay. could he could actually teleport himself like into a steel beam and just be like dead. So he has to be kind of careful. That's how it is in the comics, anyway. Okay, so I think teleportation is cooler than controlling the weather. His ability is pretty sweet because he he can portal around kind of. So you got Wolverine one, you got Storm two. Where it, would you slot Nightcrawler? I would put him above Storm. I always liked Nightcrawler more when I was younger than Storm. Definitely, I would stick him. Mystique, there. she can become anyone. <laughs> Her ability in theory seems really cool, but then it always comes off to me, at least in the movies, as like a really cheap trick, like uh, Mission Impossible. Like, haha, my mask, you know, and like. But I it means still cool power. You can become any. No one, can, no one can ever catch you if you're a mystique. It's a good ability. Doesn't have the oomph to me that it should. I think right, it's. So I think it's better than. I think it's a better ability than Cyclops. Cyclops, what a shitty ability! <laughs> He's gonna keep uh, dropping down the list, right? Cyclops is like at the bottom. Yeah. Right. Cyclops is such a. It's such a shitty power, right? All he all he could do is shoot lasers out of his eyes. But what's weird? I don't want to round back to Cyclops so much, but what's weird is it seems like when I was little, like she'd be able to shoot laser beams out of your eyes. Seems like a really cool power. But because you, it looks it looks cool, but you know. I mean, we, we were discussing Mystique, right? Yeah. And, I mean, I think you have to think about what people wish for, what, wish, what powers you could wish. No one wishes that they could shoot lasers out of their eyes. Maybe when you're little. People want to self-heal, people want to teleport, and people want camouflage. Okay. Your, your logic is sound. I, that's, All right. That's so where, where do we slot Mystique? I think teleportation is cooler than camouflage. I would put Mystique third. Is that okay. what you're saying? Okay. Right. So Mystique is better than Storm. Yeah. Camouflage Camp- is definitely better than controlling the weather. Yeah. And visually changing the way they, at least the way they present it in the comics is kind of hard. Mystique, or they just draw her differently. But in the, in that, in the actual movie universe, she has a, it's pretty cool. It looks neat. I think that helps. Okay. Let's, let's do Havoc. Uh, <laughs> Havoc is Cyclops, but he shoots lasers out of his chest, right? Yeah. He gets like real, he gets real angry and they, those beams come out of his chest. So, <laughs> I think eyes is cooler than chest. So, I think it goes below Cyclops. But shooting lasers out of your chest versus being strong like Beast. Yeah. I think Beast is real low on my list. I'm going to keep kind of putting him, getting bumped out. You put Havoc over Beast. Technically, I believe, and this is comics version of Havoc, which has a crazy, he has a pretty crazy story. But he's actually immune to Cyclops' optic blast, I believe, at least at some point. And then Cyc- is Cyclops immune to Havoc's chest? That I don't know. That's a good question. All right. That well, I'm not sure. We'll Anyways. put him b- before Beast, but after Cyclops. Yeah, that's fine. You, and it looks really dumb when you, uh, when you, when you like, puff out your chest and, like, a, like a thing <laughs> comes out. It's kind of lame. It's part Superman, part Iron Man, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Gambit. Oh man, you know, like so thirteen-year-old me can turn anything into a projectile, right? Projectile weapon. Well, he can charge things. He actually has yeah. the ability to charge stuff, and cards were easy to throw, so that right. it, it's a small thing that you can always have and technically throw. So that's why he had the cards. He can charge it with like I don't know how they what they called it, psionic something or whatever. Okay. He always um, seemed really cool to me, so that's why when I was younger, he seemed like a cool dude. I would slide him after Storm, but before Cyclops. That Thoughts? seems that seems fair. We haven't seen a good movie representation of him, so I think that also... I'm surprised that he's been left out of all the films. Well, I mean, are they still moving ahead with him being played by... Yeah. All right. Well. Jubilee. Jubilee's so, really is, lame. She's like heart to me for uh, the Planeteers. Captain Planet so is like the lame. Jubilee can shoot fireworks, right? Yeah, and they're not very strong. <laughs> That's like kind of a really weak power. It's like throwing sprinkles at somebody. It's really lame. All right. I want to rank her after Beast. Oh, you're gonna dead last. Put her at the bottom. Let's be nice to Beast and at least move him up one click. So that's fine. Okay, uh, Jean Grey. So I've always found Jean Grey confusing. I'm not really sure what her power is because she seems to be all powerful. Well, she is when she becomes the Phoenix, but I think that's unfamiliar territory. And we would say basically we can count that out. That version of Jean Grey. So we're just we're just talking about sort of. The Professor X adjacent, or is she more powerful than Professor X? To my knowledge, when I stopped reading, no, P Professor X so was can, much more she powerful. She can read minds, and she can. She has telekinesis and telepathy. Okay, so she can move stuff with her mind mm -hmm, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is, so let's debate. It's kind of self healing, teleportation, camouflage. Mm -hmm. I think telepathy is better than teleportation, but mm. I really like self healing. <laughs> I, no, I don't think we can. I can't put Jean Grey above being able to heal. Because the, okay, the ability to be like good at having the CrossFit abilities and then actually having a mutant ability of self-healing and the adamantium skeleton. Like Wolverine is kind of, he's got a lot going for him. So it's going to be hard for me to bump him down. Okay, we'll put our Jean Grey after Wolverine. Okay. Colossus. Oh, yeah. He's just strong like Beast, right? He has that. He has a cool, obviously he's actually a mutant. Right. He has cool, and you know, he has super strength as well, and he's pretty impenetrable. Because I don't think technically his outside isn't adamantium. I'm not sure what his 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 skin's made out of. So where are we ranking him? Yeah, he's like a steel body or some shit. Um, he's just kind of a strong man. I would probably put him above Beast. He's funner to watch throw people around. He's like a little bit more of just an oaf, and I all like right. that. He's a silver juggernaut. Is really all he is. He's your answer to juggernaut. So who are we missing? Uh, Rogue. Yeah. What what can Rogue do? She can basically suck your power, suck your energy away from you. I'm not sure how how you how you what what the technical term is for that. Rack my brain. It's been a long time. So, she, but she, she can, can absor absor like she, she can absorb like what you do. So in like the comics and stuff, she would like she could touch Gambit and then do what Gambit does, like charge stuff okay. up. And that's and, pretty cool. And, like and she can she's, steal she's memories. Like Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. And and um, she can also like steal your memories and like read your mind a little bit. So she's a little bit telepathic by that, but I think it's it's only through the touch. And so it, and at one point than, she better, can fly, but better than Jean Grey. She can fuck people up, but she's not as strong as Jean Grey is technically. So, but, well, she can better than Nightcrawler. Mm, I don't. Would you rather that. be able to teleport or take someone's power? Well, taking somebody's power, then you could do anything. You just have to be able to get to them yeah. to do it. It's very Mystique, right? She she's better than Mystique because Mystique can only look like people. Yeah, I mean, she's like a ninja right. ability. She's she's Black Widow enhanced. Um. 
Yeah, I would rank her above Mystique, but personally, I would put her below Nightcrawler. But she's certainly more powerful than him. But I don't think the actual definition of the ability is that great. Let's you could make see. a call though. You could you could stick her above or below Nightcrawler. So Angel is an angel, right? Got wings. I it's, mean, it's very then, much on the Colossus Beast line. And then there's Archangel too. I mean, he's a, he's like a one-two character. All right. Well, in Apocalypse, he gets like metal wings. Yep. Is that Archangel? That's the Archangel version of him. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's just. It's basically an. It's basically a dude with the wings. Yeah. Because I don't know. Uh, I don't think he has any other abilities other than being able to fly. I would put that above Colossus. I mean, being able to fly, right, is better than being strong. He. He has like hollow bones. He's like basically a bird man. I think it's kind of lame. And they've never made him very cool in the in the movies. So ab- below Beast, but above Jubilee? Yeah, at least Beast is really smart too. He's kind of a scientist. I mean, that's more of a personal, that's not really, a, that's not a mutant power though. I don't think his ability, his his being smart is a human trait, not a, not a mutant trait. All right, Psylocke. I, I'm not sure what her power is. She also has, I want to say she has a ability kind of like, like Gambit to be able to like charge stuff, but maybe not. What would they call that? In the in the film, she can like turn one of her arms into like a lightsaber. Yeah, she, she just seems. Like, but mm-hmm. she has telekinesis and telepathy too, and even precognition. Okay. And the ability to construct weapons made of psychic energy. So she so kind she can actually form a psychic weapon, like you said. Okay. Uh, I think that's kind of cool. How how is she in the movie? She's fine. You know, she has a sword and she can do the lights. That's all she really does. They don't give her the telekinesis or precognition. She's like a ninja, yeah. Because yeah. there's uh, too many of those in the universe already. So I would uh, put her below. I would put her above Angel, to me. <laughs> that's so low. Angel's like at the bottom. Oh yeah, that's right. Because like, we have Beast ahead of her. I. Yeah, you, you I would know, put her right Psylocke, above. Just because she she has telepathy, she's got to be better than Cyclops. Yeah, put him put her above Cyclops. Gambit, of course. Storm. Probably. Well, hmm. Okay, let's put her behind Storm. Uh, Iceman. I like Iceman's powers are pretty sweet. The ability it's to like unique. Shoot. It's definitely not. He's he's definitely not another telepathic person. And he's one of those guys who's like fully can look different too. A lot of these people are just look like humans, and then they have an ability. I like right. that. I like when they look crazy. Except for Beast, he's lame. But. But that's not a power, though. Not looking crazy is not a power. We're we're talking about what he can do. I know. I think Iceman is cooler than Gambit, and then we got Psylocke just stuck here. Well, and he can like add to himself with ice. I think I would put I would put Iceman below Storm. That seems fair because he has kind of a similar ability in being able to like manipulate the environment to some degree because he can like you know add ice here and little ice there. Who's the fire? Pyro. Pyro. Yeah. So. We're digging Would you rather deep be Iceman or Pyro? Fire's pretty cool, though. I'd probably rather be Pyro. All right, so then Pyro's Pyro got to go right above, above just, Iceman. Yeah, just right above, above Iceman. Storm. Okay. Because Storm can control more than one thing. What about uh, Quicksilver? <clears throat> okay, so Quicksilver's power is kind of a variation on Nightcrawler's power. And um, being, gosh. being super fast or being able to teleport? Is that basically what we're going to debate between? I'm just thinking like Mystique's power is she can look like anyone. I'd rather be I'd rather be super fast or be able to look like can't to change into anyone. Uh, personally, I think being fast would be a lot more fun, but and, like powerful wise. No, being able to change into anyone probably would would gain you would be a more powerful weapon in the long run. I think. Okay, then then we're comparing Quicksilver to Storm. 
which I think Quicksilver is better than Storm. I do too. We'll put him here. All right. Magneto. <sighs> I really like the ability to be able to personally. Mag- to- Mag- Mag- Magneto is very much like Pyro and Iceman, right? He can control one thing. But be- the the ability to manipulate stuff from a distance to me is is all, is I like that. Okay, so you, you, you're the guy who'd rather be a sniper than uh, like lead the cavalry in the charge. Yes. Okay. And I think you can liken it to Storm's ability to manipulate the weather. He can manipulate a thing that's very much around you, kind of like the weather, you know, magnetic force fields and... Okay, so I'd rather be... Would you rather manipulate the weather or be able to manipulate like no. metal and magnetic fields? We had to go higher up. I, I, uh, you think of Mystique, and then you think of Rogue. I think he's better think than Ma- Rogue. I think he's better than Rogue. I think he's better than Mystique. And now you're just debating like Magneto or Nightcrawler. Well, and Magneto. Okay, so this is the. This, Are we overrating Nightcrawler? He seems might he might be he might have to get rearranged because in addition to being able to man- manipulate magnetic force fields, he can fly. Being able to do that, so that's kind of a bonus. That's a bonus uh, power. It's probably like he's probably right under Jean Grey. So that gives him a travel ability, which I mean, maybe not as cool an execution as teleportation, but he can still fly. So he can get somewhere in a quick fashion in a crazy way. So, so what do you think about after Jean Grey but before Nightcrawler? Yeah, I think that's a good position. Okay, Professor X. Uh... I mean, technically, he's super fucking powerful. If you had to actually rank mutant abilities. Like Galactus is like but, at the top. But he's wheelchair like, bound. That's the thing. <laughs> he can he can only really just stay in in his house. Well, he's currently wheelchair bound. He has a floaty wheelchair in the comics. You buzz around. So, uh, Professor X is clearly more powerful than Jean Grey. I mean, if you right? had if you had to actually rank their abilities and what they've done and what they can do, yes, he's a more powerful tele. Uh, so, you, would you rather be Professor X or Jean Grey? Let's. Professor X technically is more powerful. Even though they have the, okay. the same... Would you rather be Professor X or Wolverine? I'd rather be Wolverine. It's so much more exciting. and, and... But like power-wise, we're just, we're just looking at their powers. Wolverine can self-heal. Professor X can like get into people's minds. Yeah, and he can basically wish you dead, too, if he wants to. He can just drop you dead. <laughs> he would never do that. Not... But the thing is, he can't really kill Wolverine, right? Well, the, the, the thing that Wolverine... The edge that Wolverine has is that he's nigh unkillable. But Professor X can actually like prevent someone from fighting him. Like he can will their he can mind control them in addition to be able to read their mind. He can he technically has the ability to like say, "Well, don't come at me. Don't fight me. Fight that other person instead and make you like do something else." Cuz that's why right, Magneto's right. got to wear that goddamn dick helmet. Right. That, that All right, we got to make a decision. Uh <laughs> Professor X probably got to go at the top. All right. No, it's not fun, but all right, we got seven left until we get fill up the Claire alphabet. Let's see if we can fill them up. Kitty Pride. She's just she's like a really weak telepath, right? I don't even know what she can actually do. Actually, no. Kitty Pride's is she the one who can go through walls? I mean, aside from I mean, she has mind reading abilities, as far as I know. Her ability at list on Wikipedia is intangibility. <laughs> what what the what the fuck does that even mean? The ability to quantum tunnel through solid matter without harm. Okay. That's right. So she could walk through walls, right? She can move through. She can kind of portal her way through things, but not as cool as Nightcrawler can do it, and not as good as, as far as I know. Okay. Okay, and now she, I know where I'm getting confused because they gave her some telepathic abilities in a movie, and she technically doesn't have that ability. That's where I'm getting at. All right, so walking through walls is cool. Mm-hmm. 
uh, cooler than Gambit? No, I like Gambit's ability. I think it's more powerful because he can like turn a chair into a bomb. Like, uh, better than Cyclops? I would. Put, I think it's better than Cyclops. Yeah, I think it, it, that ability is better than Cyclops. Uh, poor Cyclops. It's one of like the you know the most notable. Um, they have a lot of like lame ones that I'm not, I don't know. We should bring up. Who who else are we leaving off? At least in the movie world. Uh, yeah. Banshee was in a movie, wasn't he? Okay, Banshee. And what he, does he do? And he he has the ability to like scream, but I think it I think it gives him like the ability to fly too. But I don't know if the screaming and that like he can hurt you with a scream. <laughs> like a sonic, Banshee possesses a sonic, sonic scream. Yeah, sonic blast or some sort. Yeah. He basically can yell at you really loud and it kinda hurts you. I, I think it's kind of lame. Better than Cyclops? <laughs> Better than that's the that's the line, right? Better than Cyclops? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, he can fly. Plenty of uh, there's Saber plenty. Oh yeah, Saber Tooth like, just like a strong. He's kind of like, he's a, like beast. a beast. Right? Yeah, he's like a beast guy. I don't so we we have Colossus and Beast grouped together. I think Saber Tooth is lamer than Beast. Yeah, fucking leave Schreiber. It's really funny to think that he played. He played him. Think like Wolverine, though. He does have some regenerative abilities. In our group of big guys, you'd put Sabretooth above Colossus. Yeah, because he has a regenerative ability. So I think we have to. He's below Havoc, who can shoot lasers out of his chest. <laughs> or would you put him above Havoc and above Cyclops? I don't think I'd put him above Cyclops. I'm going to give Cyclops this one. But Havoc? Below. All right. Juggernaut. Is his ability just being strong? I've never, I don't know if I even really remember if he has anything other than that, other than like just running through walls. He's just like a giant rhino. He's like Bane, right? He's okay. We, I think we got to group him in with the strong guys, but he might actually be, and he does wear that helmet, but that's not a power because I think that keeps people out of his head too. Everybody else has to wear a helmet so they look like a giant penis. That's the only way to keep like fucking Professor X out of your head. It's stupid. Um, I don't know. Where do you want to put him with the, with the big guys, with the guys that are kind of strong? So, as a juggernaut, Marco possesses superhuman strength, being capable of shattering mountains, using buildings as weapons. He's also able to generate a force field. I've never seen that in the movie, but... So that puts him above Sabretooth, doesn't it? Yeah, it would. Based but on actual below life. Havoc, the guy who shoots lasers <laughs> out of his chest. If you haven't mentioned that before. Cyclops. Would you rather be juggernaut or Cyclops? I'd rather be Cyclops. Mm -hmm. Would he... you rather be juggernaut or Havoc? I'd rather be juggernaut. We need to like fill it out. With three oh, more um, class. Emma Frost. Emma Frost. Emma Frost. And then she can turn herself like the diamond, is what that is. So she can be really strong. <laughs> All these strong mutants. To some degree, that's shape shifting. But I don't know if she can turn that into other than like she can turn into like a diamond shape of it, like certain things. Like she can turn into like a diamond lamp. But I don't think she can like turn into like a, a person, like to look like someone else, like Mystique. Uh, let's see. Power telepathy. Diamond form. I mean, the diamond thing's kind of cool because that makes you really strong. Yeah. So she's capable of extraordinary psionic feats. So she, she's a telepath too. Mm -hmm. Her abilities have been stated to rival that of Charles Xavier himself. We got to put her above. What's the middle of the pack look like right now? Psylocke. She's better than Psylocke. Yeah. And technically she's I, probably on a power level better than Iceman and Pyro too. She has the ability... She she's better than Iceman because Iceman's made of ice and she can be made of diamond. So is fire so better? What about better? How about okay? Let's Emma Frost versus Rogue. I take Emma I think Frost. Rogue is, you think really? Rogue is better? I well, like the power. Okay, she could. Act, Rogue could steal her power. Actually, you're right. right. Rogue's better. Rogue's up. Mystique or Emma Frost. I still like Mystique's power better. 
I feel like on a power level, you're right. Because mis- being able to turn into somebody goes a long way. And then Quicksilver and Emma Frost. I would put Emma Frost above Storm, but below Quicksilver. I like that. All right, two more. How about Deadpool? Pretty sweet regenerative abilities. Not on the left. Can le- he die like Wolverine? I almost think he can get more fucked up than Wolverine can. Here's the thing. Wolverine has regenerative abilities, but only to a certain extent. His adamantium skeleton is a good portion of the reason why he's as strong and is... Right, you know, right. impervious as he is, when he's not, when he doesn't have that, he's not nearly as good of a mutant. Whereas Deadpool, you know, he lost his hand and he had that little baby hand in the movie, and okay, he regrew so it re- like a lizard. Regeneration, regeneration goes a long way. I think it's we're at least at Iceman. I agree. Re- I agree. Yeah. And then Pyro, Storm, Emma Frost. I think Deadpool is better than any of these. I I think he's got to go below. Emma Frost is better than Storm. I think so. Storm, Storm, Storm has to use a lot of things to protect herself, but her actual body, she's she herself isn't nearly as as strong as a power wise as regenerative. If we have Wolverine as high as up as we do, I think we got to give Deadpool at least a, a kick up there. Okay, and then we can end with one more. Let's keep it twenty six. I feel like Apocalypse is a cheat because he can just absorb everyone's powers. So let's do Cable. Oh, Cable. Okay, so my favorite mutant. Um, But power-wise. Power-wise, he sucks. He's just a big oaf. He's he's minorly... uh, He has a cybernetic arm, and he can, like, read minds a little bit, like just a tiny bit. He can move things a little bit. I mean, it really just depends on what version he is. I mean, he has tele- okay, so telepathy. His, and you know, and he, and unlike, he's not a super strong guy, but I think he's really good with weapons. He's one of those weapon guys. That's why I like him. So ended thusly, better or worse than Cyclops? I would say better because he does have minor telekinesis and telepathy abilities. So then we're moving up. Banshee, Kitty Pryde. It's like that, uh, like a scale on prices. Right? Tell me when to stop. Yeah. Banshee. Uh, Kitty Pride, Gambit. I think Gambit has a better better powers, so I think we got to stop there. So. I don't think we can go any higher than Kitty Pride's power okay. is pretty cool too, though. Would you put Cable above Banshee? Yeah, but below Kitty Pride. Yeah, she can, okay, she so, can at least escape in a, in a good fashion. <laughs> so let's cut it off here because we could go on forever, and then it just makes you realize, like, man. 20th Century Fox is a lot of characters, and there's some on the stuff. and there's something on the there's there's characters on the periphery we didn't even touch on. Yeah, yeah. All right. So to recap, bottom of the list: Jubilee, <laughs> then Angel, then Beast, oh, very low Beast, Colossus, Sabretooth, Havoc, Juggernaut, Cyclops, Banshee. Cable, Kitty Pride, Gambit, Psylocke, Iceman, Pyro, Storm, Deadpool, Emma Frost, Quicksilver, Mystique, Rogue, and her top five, Nightcrawler at five, Magneto at four, Jean Grey at three, Wolverine at two, and Professor X at number one. At the top. If we did this all again, we'd probably end up with a completely different order. I like it. And now I'm just like visualizing, you know how 
in March, you see the pop culture brackets. Oh, yeah. Like, picture like Professor X versus <laughs> Jubilee. Oh yeah, just start, start, yeah, just bracket. And then you'd have, uh, you'd have like Wolverine versus Angel, and then Jean Grey versus Beast. And I think it holds up pretty well uh, if you keep, if you work it that way. Yeah, you know our uh, top stuff. You know our top uh, seeds. Ma- Ma- Magneto versus Colossus is interesting because you could basically lift Ma- Magneto, Colossus, right? Yeah, because I think he's some sort of steel. You just toss him to space. <laughs> I like that. If you look at it this way, we actually look pretty good. What would be our middle? Um, so thir- the middle would be Iceman versus Psylocke, and Pyro versus Gambit. That's that seems like a pretty good fight situation. Yeah, let's pair up. Okay, that's not a total. That's a bit of a guessing game. I like that. All right, that's it for this episode. You can find me elsewhere on Twitter at Adam Riffs with an S at the end. And you can find me on Twitter at Zombieologist. You can also email us at backwashaudio at gmail dot com. And don't forget to subscribe through Google Play or iTunes. And we'll see you around.